friends, and welcome to the Boozy Zoo. I'm Anna. I'm Nate. And I'm Julian, and apparently we're doing the full intro. Because we're here to get shitty and talk about the fucking fire festival. <laughs> yes, friends, this is a special episode. Welcome to our first special episode. Because we talked about the fire festival. Yes, first special episode. You may remember, in our first ever episode, God. we talked about the fire festival. And now it is topically relevant once again due to the simultaneous release of two, two documentaries, <laughs> investigative documentaries yep. on the shit show that was the Fire Festival. Sorry, um, as the only one that has watched the two different documentaries in the Fire Festival, I have to interject here immediately because the Hulu documentary came out four days, I think, four days before the Netflix documentary, and they referenced the fact that there is already a documentary coming out about the Fire Festival in the Hulu documentary. <laughs> it is bonkers that there were two, and even the documentaries themselves realize that. Love it. So, as our resident Fire Festival documentary aficionado, expert, you may say, Julian is going to start off our conversation, and I have read a very in-depth summary of both, and Nate, what have, have you done? I saw a little YouTube video about the Twitter account Fuck Jerry, which was, uh, the Jerry Media was involved in the Netflix documentary, but not the Hulu documentary. Is that correct? That is, is correct, and as I guess I've been nominated, I'm going to start putting this on my business cards as the fire official... <laughs> documentary aficionado um i will say that jerry media acted as producers for the netflix fire festival documentary which told a compelling story about individuals who are driven by a dream to put on a stupid unattainable festival whereas the netflix i'm sorry the hulu documentary was put on by a was was put together by directors who did not one understand how Instagram worked and two did not believe in the idea of a festival to begin with. <laughs> so would you say that that's the main difference I think between so. the two uh, documentaries? I think it's a, it's, okay, a, it's, okay. it's definitionally different in that the Netflix documentary assumes that you are, you know, our age bracket like like 24 to 30 ah. and, are, and are trying to understand why people would do this and the hulu documentary assumes that you're like 65 and have absolutely no conception of how the internet works and are just like what's all these memes going on about instagram models on an island <laughs> <laughs> oh love it so to briefly recap for our viewers who may have been living under a rock and not know what the fire festival is or may have like better things to worry about than what the fire festival Very is. Fair. Sure, sure. There, there was a thing. It was a scam. A lot of people flew to a very deserted island and then got stranded there for like forty-eight yeah, like hours, two days, with no food, no food. Some FEMA relief tents, like twelve of them. Very limited bottled water. No toilet facilities. And these were all people that paid like. Seven thousand dollars to go to an exclusive concert. Like they yeah, were, yeah, and literally they let them fly out there, and they had nothing. It was they let them get on fucking planes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell tell me, Julian, yeah. how? Just how generally? How? How did this occur? See, I was really hoping that you had watched one or both of the documentaries so I could. No, not up. 
I'm leading you in. I'm, you got to give us the okay. we'll react. This is how I feel every podcast. <laughs> um, okay. So, so it's, it's really interesting. The different stories that were told um, on the two documentaries, it was a really interesting dichotomy because the, the, the fuck Jerry documentary on Netflix was basically telling the story of these people who believed in this hopeless dream governed by this, like basically this captain Ahab character who had like, absolutely like self-destructive um like goals to create this ridiculous festival on this island um but apparently he was immediately kicked off the island in question because he mentioned that it was pablo escobar's island and the people who owned the island were like no you don't get to say that our island was pablo escobar's island so they kicked him off to an island that wasn't even actually an island it was just another like place in the Bahamas where like thousands and thousands of people lived <laughs> and um, they hired a thousand, like they hired thousands and thousands of people based on a millions and millions of dollars that investors like donated based on this like crazy lie that the main guy in charge of it, um, Billy something had perpetrated again Listeners, you don't come here for factual accuracy. You come for us being drunk. So I cannot remember the man's last name, but he did lie to investors to secure his millions and then hired a bunch of Bahamian workers to like just put up tents and put mattresses in them for like weeks and weeks and weeks. He basically tried to organize an international festival in four weeks and failed miserably at it. But the Netflix documentary was like, oh, what a noble struggle. And the Hulu documentary was like, what are these millennials even up to? Um, so I was really looking for the sober perspective of like, you know, me, just somebody who was looking on the entire time. But I kind of didn't get that because I really didn't, you know, empathize with oh. the... I didn't, I didn't empathize with the rich people who were trying to get there. And I didn't empathize with the boomers that were trying to understand it all i wanted the like play by play like <laughs> what are you doing day 24 that this got fucked up so bad what are you doing day day yeah. one that this got fucked up so bad like how did you not think to bring toilets in like come on man you need toilets there are people on planes right now and you need to get toilets to the site like i just want to know the logistics like play by play right is it possible that they didn't talk about it because there were none <laughs> it is a hundred percent possible that these dudes just did not think about it. There was actually yeah. kind of a beautiful moment in the Netflix documentary. It was like apparently the guy who was in charge of it, Billy. Again, I cannot remember his last name, but it's killing me that I can't remember it. Um, white dude, white number, dude one, number one, Billy, Billy Fire. <laughs> I don't even think his name is Billy. Is it really Billy? It's Billy Billy. He goes by Billy. <laughs> Okay. That's that I remember. Okay, okay. I watched both documentaries, man. <laughs> okay, white white Billy number one. White white man Billy number one, lying investor man. <laughs> um, apparently, in the like three days leading up to the festival, he would just get on an ATV and like ride off down the beach for like ten minutes, and then he would come back and be like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do." So those twenty minutes were him just like, "I have created a monster. There is no way I can stop it. I am in over my head. 
I am going to reap the benefits of this for the rest of my life. <laughs> and then he would come back and try to decide what to do. <laughs> like it is an, it is an oh exercise God. in futility those last yeah. seven days of the fire festival. But at no point did he think maybe we should cancel it. <laughs> no, that is the crazy thing. I think he was in too deep to cancel it. I think he already owed millions to like various bigwig investors. Like he had promised them that like, I'll totally get this money back from you. Instagram will deliver you millions of dollars because right. I got all these fucking Instagram models to promote it. And then yeah. he just couldn't Oof. do it. And he was like, maybe I can if I give them FEMA tents. Maybe I can if I give them this cheese sandwich. I think the funniest <laughs> thing, the funniest thing was that they could not get the guy who posted the cheese sandwich. Like, oh. he would have been the easiest man to get on the documentary, and they could right. not get him. I think he's just somebody that has better things to do. Yeah. <laughs> much like well, us. Much like the three of us. <laughs> well, so, so one thing that I did do that I can contribute is I looked through the original pitch PowerPoint. What? The article that I read had the PowerPoint that white guy Billy number one showed to these investors <laughs> as he was pitching this festival to them. Wow. And it was masterful in that it looked <laughs> beautiful and said absolutely nothing. Ooh. There were no logistics. It was all about, like, it was very, like, Burning Man-esque, like, we're going to connect with nature. He wanted to do like four around the world to be like earth, air, water, and fire. And this was the water. Year one was water. And there's going to be one what? each year on different islands. So hold yeah. on. Doing Wait. The fire festival was the water one? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He was doing yeah. Avatar Last Airbender and he was doing it out of order. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is it Korra order though? Cora water. <laughs> no, and so so he has in this in this in this promo PowerPoint, like, you know, images like evoking the spirit that he wants to be this festival, you know, and it's you know, it's it's millennial and it's rich and it's Coachella slash Burning Man slash Tahiti, you know, it's very yeah. Bikini girls jumping in the ocean, you know, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just very like there's just like quotes that don't say anything, but they're just like you must go into the wilderness to find your tribe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then it listed God. it listed all of the Instagram people with their oh like image and their number of followers that he had gotten, and it was insane. There were like 150, and there were like three men. And there were like 70 models or 80 or 90 models. So this was the crux of the festival is what everyone is saying is that like they basically just managed to get like 80 or so models on this beautiful deserted island and like had a four day party with them. And that was the only oh. reason the fire festival picked up as much, as much like publicity as it did is just because they had like a million beautiful influencers on an island for four days and shot a bunch of good pictures with them. And that was like, that was, that was fuck Jerry media was, they were the ones who were, I think like 
running that initial shoot like they had their they had their finger in that very they probably made this powerpoint on. that i saw they it probably made the powerpoint beautiful. like they're yeah they're they're just like a bunch of white dudes who like know how instagram works and yeah. that's the only reason that the fire festival got as big as it did so basically this this person the visionary billy billy visionary <laughs> billy visionary white man one <laughs> hired fuck jerry media to promote a festival and then just like didn't bother to actually make the festival in any way shape or form I think that's yeah. That's the that's the way to explain it to to a baby boomer who doesn't understand how Instagram works. Yeah, no, he just he, didn't he do bought it. a com- he bought a commercial to advertise a product that he never actually brought into being, and then somehow he, a a bunch of... he made a Kickstarter for it too. Did he really? Right. No, no, no. I mean, this imaginary product that he didn't make. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he made the Kickstarter and then didn't send anybody the perk. <laughs> right. <laughs> After advertising it for like two months, three months. Oh except he's, no. he sent them the plane tickets part of the perk right but then they showed up and it was literally just a deserted fucking island and <laughs> it appears that it was just straight up hunger games like people were like destroying mattresses so other people didn't have places to sleep like <gasps> forming camps apparently that first night was just like complete anarchy like Lord of the Flies, like, like let's go. Where's the straight, conch shell? Exactly, like straight up Lord of the Flies. Like nobody had food, nobody had lodging. They just like ran away. Like people were trying to organize it, and then Billy White guy, what's his name, just like stood on a table and was like, "Go find a tent, everybody. We don't have any bands yet. Bye." And they just like ran off and destroyed shit. <gasps> okay, hear me out. Maybe Billy Visionary. Yeah. Is a is a big fan of Lord of the Flies. <laughs> and his whole vision was to create modern Lord of the Flies. Was to get beautiful Instagram people to punch the shit out of each other for funsies. <laughs> well no, to get people gullible enough to be influenced by beautiful Instagram people to punch the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like the only it's like it's like the revolution will not be televised you know it's like that whole trope like the only reason this got as much media attention as it did was because it was beautiful instagram people like right right (laughs) but in that it is beautiful in the fact that so many beautiful people thought it was totally gonna happen yeah We should just get more secretive and exclusive. Oh my god, that's so funny. And I think that's the core of the Fire Festival is that like it is it is people like me and Anna and Nate who don't really get the Instagram culture looking at people who are in our age group and saying like what the fuck are you doing? But also kind of understanding that like absolutely i would love to go to an exclusive festival with exclusive talent and have these amazing experiences but realizing that i can never attain that but feeling good about myself for making fun of the people who do have the financial means to attain that (laughs) and we're duped yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think the bright shining light in all of this is that the victims were exclusively people with like way too much disposable income 
yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't think either documentary highlighted that enough that, like, these are fundamentally, like, one or ten percenters these are people with rich parents who paid a bunch of money to send them to a private island that turned into be like absolutely nothing and that's that is beautiful that they got their comeuppance but at the same time it is glorious the way that they fell (laughs) (laughs) it's like billy did a shitty thing but i'm not mad about it like, morally, he is in the wrong, but of all of the people who, to be the victims of it, like, it's fine. Yeah. And, like, there yeah. is some metaphorical resonance to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I cannot remember his name. I'm killing myself. What is his Should name? I look it up? No, yep. I was going to look it up, but I'm too drunk. Can't do it. I'll do it. I got you. William Visionary. Billy (laughs) Fire. Billy Fire. (laughs) Billy McFarland. No way. That can't be. God, he looks like such a douche. Yeah. I know. William McFarland. He's fake teeth. And he's like, he's 27. He's got giant white teeth. Maybe they're not fake. Maybe Ugh. he just whitens them. He's just like a big old bro. Picture a gopher that played football in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and drank a lot of beer and was in a frat in college. Oh, he was absolutely in a frat in college. There's absolutely no question that he was in a frat in college. Billy, Billy McFarland. Some of these photos, like, he looks like, you know, maybe he was kind of fit. And then some of them, he's just got a big old beer gut. Yeah, totally. Um, I think, yep, that's the guy. That's the man, Billy (laughs) McFarland. Um, Billy Frat Gopher McFarland. (laughs) So... That's Ugh. it. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, I think, I think he is totally a psychopath. I think that is the reason this happened the way it is, is that he is like a psychopath who got a bunch of money and a bunch of support and then just like could not deliver on his promises. I was literally, um, my sweetest girlfriend Cleo who is now in the other room not talking about the fire festival with me even though she has some amazing opinions that I'm just parroting for our listeners um (laughs) I I read her aloud the psychopath checklist that is really interesting and really entertaining to like apply to famous people but um Billy Fratko for McFarland definitely (laughs) fits those characteristics like like he he seems like the kind of dude that would do this in a way to to try to increase his like clout with people but in reality he just like doesn't understand how other people think yeah i'm sure there's some there's a there's an intersection with privilege there also right like oh yeah he he probably just like went to coachella and like thought it was easy to run coachella he's like i can make coachella but i can make it better <laughs> Fuck all these people. Why are these people at Coachella? Like, 
I want it to be just me and like Elsa Hosk. Like fuck, fuck this. Like I just want to bang Kendall Jenner. Like can I do that? Like, let me make a festival. <laughs> I also like how I gave him a little bit of a Valley Girl accent. But, I mean, you know you he's know. from there. You know he's from California, right? He's gotta be. They they sold like tickets to like a private brunch with Kendall Jenner for like twenty thousand dollars a seat, and she just like never fucking showed up. Like they just made up tickets to sell to events that never happened because they were in FEMA tents. Oh my god! Also, he's from New York. He's not from California. He's from New York City. Oh my god! I'm. I'm more sad about that than anything. I live on the East... We both live on the East Coast now. We should hold ourselves yeah. to a higher standard. <laughs> oh. That was a good New York accent. It was not, but thank you. I'm proud of you for trying hard. <laughs> so, should we do the outro like normal? Should we have a kitty corner? No! <laughs> Oh my god, wait, no, I absolutely 100% have a kitty corner. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so, um, they brought a couple cameramen, right, to the to this original island that they were going to go to, and um, the cool thing about this island is that it had a bunch of wild pigs on one of the outlying islands. So, uh. like, an entire 24 hours, all of the 80 Instagram models were like, oh my god, I want to go see the pigs. And, like, yeah. all of the organizers <laughs> were like, let's go see the pigs. And all of the cameramen were like, what are you talking about? I don't want to go see the pigs. And it was like kind of a mess and kind of a shit show, but they got off the boats and like the pigs are completely wild. So they just like knocked over all of these beautiful Instagram models and they tried to get like the best shots they could of these models getting fucking knocked over by wild, like bohemian pigs. Oh my bohemian, God. sorry. Because no. there are some but places was- where you can like, you can like swim with the pigs, like they're domesticated oh, yeah. pigs that have been and they, released. And they swam with the pigs, and then they the pigs got on shore, and the pigs thought the humans had food, and they fucking knocked them over, even though they were like oh beautiful God. and sexy and had a million followers. They <laughs> got their asses in the dirt. <laughs> oh man! So that's my kitty corner. That like no matter what, oh, a pig will think you're adorable, even if you have a million followers or zero followers. It'll fucking knock you over if it thinks you have food. Although that would have totally been me. I would have been like, I want to go pet the pigs. Like, I that would have been me. I would have been like, let's go to the pig island. <laughs> and they would have been like, why? You, I'm like, why not? There's pigs. You like, you and Ja Rule screaming about how bad you want to see the pigs. <laughs> Was Ja Rule screaming about the pigs and he want to see them too? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. should really watch the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Love it. Well... Uh, thanks for listening to our, our special episode. First special episode. First special episode. Remember, friends, don't release pigs into the native ecosystem or Instagram models. <laughs> if you want more uh, very good animal podcasts, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at the Boozy Zoo. Um, get at our Tumblr at drunkmargay.tumblr.com. And send us an email. Uh, if you send us an email, we'll uh, send you a picture with a model and a Photoshop pig. Uh, 
message to theboozyzoo at gmail.com. Okay, those pictures are your job to make. Sure, I'll do it. I'll do it in paint. I don't even have paint. Let's do it in word. Uh, Well, I'm Anna. I'm Nate. And I'm Julian. We'll see you next time. Drink up. Bitches.